Hi guys, it's Nicole and Lucy. Welcome to To Be Continued, a podcast series where we look into the history of Netflix and some of their content. In this episode, we'll be reviewing one original movie and TV show from Netflix, and today we've chosen The Mitchells vs. the Machines and Anne with an E. So let's get started. Starting with The Mitchells vs. the Machines, it's been directed by Michael Rianda and Jeff Rowe, and it has the ratings of 7.8 on IMDb and 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. The summary is, young Katie Mitchell embarks on a road trip with her proud parents, younger brother, and beloved doc to start her first year at film school. But their plans to bond as a family soon get interrupted when the world's electronic devices come to life to stage an uprising. With help from two friendly robots, the Mitchells must now come together to save one another and the planet from the new technological revolution. Uh, so tell me your first thoughts after you watched the movie. I really liked the animation. I thought that was really creative and unique. Yeah, you can definitely tell these are from the same creators from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and the Lego movie. (laughs) I mean, like, they are really good at coming up with new ways to animate. Yeah, and it kind of had, like, a, um a 2D kind of effect at, at some time, at some point. It yeah. sort of reminded me of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, not in the way that, like, their animation styles were similar, but, like, with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, like, it was making comic books come to life, but with Mitchells vs. Machines, it was, like, picture books come to yeah. life, you know? I mean, that's what animation is, though, making yeah. all sorts of art come to life. Uh my first impression of it was that well when i first saw the trailer for it, i just thought it was not going to be the best movie yeah <laughs> i thought the plot was something i've definitely heard somewhere before yeah. it had all the typical elements of a children's movie but that i was like really impressed it, yeah uh i actually had to do some research to find the movie and i learned that it was previously called connected it was supposed to it was made by sony productions right but because of the whole pandemic happening they sold it to netflix which i guess is good because oh. it's so easy to watch now yeah uh any other thoughts from you um i really liked um how it showed the development of characters and their kind of you know personality and you could watch them grow and you know get closer to each other as a family it's like their personalities never change but they do mature as people yeah uh i have to say something i really did enjoy was like the proper lgbtq plus representation with katie like uh it is really just one line when the mom's all like oh are you and jade official but like Throughout the movie, you can really see hints of Katie's yeah. uh, sexuality, especially considering she was wearing a pride pin flag on her hoodie. Yeah, I thought that it was good that they, you know, included that. And um, especially in a children's movie, that kind of would really help. And I was really, and when it comes to LGBTQ plus representation in like children's film or entertainment, I feel like one of the main problems is, is just that it's either open to interpretation or just feels a little too forced, you know? Yeah. Uh, something I I had to appreciate was the humor of it all. Yes, I really liked that. The... I mean, they say that too many references in a movie can really age the story. Like, if you're watching it a decade later or something, you're just cringing at all the references they're making <laughs> because you realize, man, why were we ever into that? 
but I think they did it really well because the references they used were were like so brief but like still funny at the same time because it just shows that it was mainly Katie making the references right and she just like it's it's just part of her personality she loves films of course she's gonna make tons of references to them yeah so any final thoughts before moving on um i don't think so i thought it was a really good movie and definitely something i'd watch again what would be your personal rating though um out of 100 percent, i'll probably say 90 or 95 percent. i thought it was really good well i think for me, I think it has to be like 88% because even though I did enjoy it much more than I thought I would, I still thought the plot was a little too predictable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's our closing thoughts on the Mitchells versus Machines. Uh, so, moving on, let's now discuss Anne with an E. So, I have some research on Anne with an E. Um, it is a Canadian show that's on Netflix, but it is also available to purchase on Amazon Prime. It is originally a, um, uh, I had it somewhere on here, a CBC show, and it did, um, that premiered on March 19th, 2017, and it came to Netflix on May 12th, 2017. Um, the show is based off the 19, 1908 Anne of Green Gables book. Um, and I keep meaning to watch, or I mean, read the book. It seems really good, if the show is this good. <laughs> My mom bought me the book when I was, like, really young. She was going through this phase where she wanted me to read a lot of classics. <laughs> I just never got around to reading it because, honestly, I didn't see what was so interesting about it. It just seemed like the <laughs> early 20th century version of some high school chip flick. Yeah. To be honest with you. Uh, so it was renewed for a third season in 2018, but the series was canceled shortly after. It also won a Canadian Screen Award for Best Dramatic Scene twice, in, 2000, in 2017 and in 2018. Hmm. So the basic story of Anna Green Gables, that is the reimagining of the classic book and film, is a coming-of-age story about a young orphan who is seeking love, acceptance, and her place in the world. Annabeth McNulty stars as Anne, a 13-year-old who has endured an abusive childhood in orphanage and the homes of strangers. In the late 1890s, Anne is mistakenly sent to live with an aging siblings, Marilla and Matthew Cuthbert, who live on Prince Edward Island. Anne, who proves to be uniquely spirited, imaginative, and smart, transforms the life of Marilla and Matthew and everyone else in their small town. So, I really liked... um... I really liked how they portrayed portrayed the um, Matthew and uh, what was her name Marilla. Um, how they didn't really like Anne at first. They thought she was kind of annoying, but then they started to really you know get attached to her because she is really uh, interesting character. I think. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, if I were to meet somebody like Anne in real life, I'd be like really annoyed by them. I just, I just really don't like those no all snarky she seems snarky to me that's yeah i mean like her lively character does have an impact on marilla and matthew's life i mean like 
at the beginning of the show, we see that their lives are a little dull and repetitive. So having someone as high-spirited as Anne really did bring the show together. Yeah, and um, the topics discussed in the show are very broad. They cover orphaning, child abandonment, psychological trauma, social social issues, coming of age, gender inequality, racism, religion, and freedom of speech. That is a lot in one show, I think. I know. And watching the show, it's it's definitely something you can quickly get invested in. Like, you can't help watching. Even though it feels, it feels like not much is going on, but then again, so much is going on. And overall, I think one of the main things I did enjoy about it was just the aesthetic of it all. I feel like I use that word a lot, but it's just, it's just one of my favorite words. Uh, it definitely captures the essence of the early 20th century. Yeah. I suppose that's why a lot of people enjoyed it. Um, I think that the, um, you know, the girl who played um, Anne Shirley, the main character, um, <laughs> uh, Amy Beth McNulty, I thought that she did a really good job um, giving um, emotion to Anne, kind of like, I think that there's a lot of strong emotion that Anne shows throughout the whole show that she did a really good job of portraying. It was definitely a very good casting choice. I mean, if I ever do come around and reading the series, I would keep imagining Amabeth McNutty as Anne because, like, she really does take over that character. Yeah, the audience rating is a 90%, and the rating on Rotten Tomatoes is a 60%. I am surprised that the 60% is that low. Well, I feel like Rotten I feel like Rotten Tomatoes is like really harsh on a lot of shows. Yeah. Uh, so I watched the first season of Anne with an E, and I might have watched the second season. I don't really know, but I really loved the whole show. Anne is such an interesting character to watch grow and come to realizations about the world. Every episode has new twists and turns that put you on the edge of your seat. I was surprised that the rating on Rotten Tomatoes was that low, just a measly 60%. I really liked the progression of each character and how the sh- and how the show also gave the audience an insight onto other characters in the story. And it, they didn't just focus on Anne. It kind of showed the lives of other people that, like, you know, that had interactions with Anne. Yeah, and honestly, I enjoyed the show, too. But, like, again, I feel like one of the most major turn-offs was Anne herself because she's definitely a character, like, I love and I hate. My feelings yeah. towards Anne are complex. Yeah, she can be too much at times. <laughs> it's just I feel like I never watched season three. So maybe I'm mistaken about this. But I feel like towards the end of the story, she how much has she really developed in the end? Yeah. I mean, she's... It's sort of like she she's perfect right off the bat with a few couple of... Uh, what do you call it when oh geez what's what's the word when you when it's bad but it's like tolerable what's that word again oh geez I'm blanking right now but anyway she's she's her personality is insufferable sometimes and I know she's like a kid but so am I so I get to say that or whatever it's just she she sort of reminds me of a Mary Sue in a way because she doesn't seem to see the flaws in her own character, but somehow improves everyone else's for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And this like will they or won't they with Gilbert is just very frustrating yes. because oh my gosh. how they haven't even like admitted to having feelings for each other yet, and like how is that 
it's canceled. The show's canceled. So I don't know if we're ever going to season three. I never watched season three. Did they end up together? I, I have never watched season three. I am going to watch season three and maybe season two if I haven't already this summer. So I'm excited about that. Still, that that, that relationship overall is very frustrating because like Anne acts like, oh, I hate you, even though I secretly <laughs> respect you and like you want to hang out with Morris. And blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Face your feelings. That's what a good girl does. Honestly, Anne with Denise definitely sort of a comfort show for me. Yes, yeah. Something I would watch just to like relax or cool off with. But it's not something I'd make like a huge commitment to. Yeah, that makes sense. I the episodes are fairly long. I think they're like forty or fifty minutes. But um I I think that the whole all the scenes are just kind of you know, visually pleasing, like yes, the, the yeah. woods with when they had their fort. I know that was in season one. I thought that you know it was all very. The scene was all very set up. Something well. else I really enjoyed was also the soundtrack. I feel like it really did suit the times for it. Not that it suited. I just meant like it really suited the story. Like props to whoever wrote that because like I admire you so much. So here's the thing. I really do not like the intro music. I really hate it so much. did it? You don't want no, it. It just doesn't seem to fit the the story and I don't know, I just and the, just the whole intro is kind of weird to me, kind of not it doesn't really match the whole show. It's just kind of random and quickly put together in my opinion but very nice visuals they are yes. if they were for a different show but i don't think they match the show well, i i think it's a classic to be honest i mean the intro it's not something i would be dancing to in my room or something yeah. but it's definitely something like i wouldn't skip it because i, I think, think the yeah. visuals are just nice that's, that's overall <laughs> well uh Thank you so much for listening. And again, this is Nicole and Lucy, and this is To Be Continued. Bye.